Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Isios. Welcome, fellow podcasters. My name's Lance Isios, and I'm going to be your host of University of Adversity. Get excited because we're going to go on a wild ride. I'm so excited to bring this to you, and I want to share this story about exactly where I came from and why you're listening to this right now and why, why this is going to add so much value into your life in the next coming weeks, months, and years. I started out coming from a family that didn't have a lot of money. My parents worked hard. My dad worked really hard, and I thought I was going to play in the NHL. I wanted to be a professional hockey player. So my whole life, I grew up playing very high competitive hockey. I got to the ranks of Junior A. I played Junior B, Junior A. I did pretty well, but as the time comes along, at that age when you're around 18, 19, 20, you get faced with a lot of different distractions, a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges. I made a couple stupid decisions, a couple things that really affected my, my hockey, my development, and it took me down a path which potentially ended my career. Now, it may seem like a bad thing in hindsight, but it was actually a blessing. So from there, I decided to you know, take on the real world, which is what I, I had thought I had been missing for so long. You know, When you play sports competitively, anybody that's listening to this, you feel like you're missing out on something. And I always felt like I was missing out on something. But when I became a part of regular society where I had to get a job and all that kind of stuff, I realized that I had it pretty good. So I went through a bit of the depression. I started partying a lot. This was in my early 20s, as any kids do. But I was really down on myself about, you know, why did I do that? Why did I lose that chance? Because there was people that I knew making, going on to make millions of dollars. And I was lost because all I was was a hockey player in my mind. So I tried a bunch of different jobs as, as the young bucks do. I went and I did, I did trades work. I tried it. I, but I realized that I, I was a people person. And I, I really, I enjoyed building relationships with people. The jobs where I was kind of like, you know, doing trades work just didn't fulfill me at all. And I respect people that do that stuff. But for me, it was just torture. I had to be having relationships and talking and all that kind of stuff. So I came across, you know, um, hospitality. I started, you know, bussing tables and I thought, wow, this is amazing. I get to pay to get socialized. I get tips. It was, it was amazing. I loved it. And then I got into serving in restaurants. You know, I started working in Vancouver. I started working at an Earl's and I was just, things took off. I was just like, wow, you get to, I just turned into this social butterfly. I just loved it. I craved it. So I did that for a while and got into bartending, which I started working in bars and it was always my goal to work at like a nightclub or work my way up to a nightclub. It seemed so far off at the time, but I wanted to do it so bad. And I eventually did it. I eventually worked doing that for um, pretty much my entire 20s. I did that um, working in Vancouver, cocktail bars, casinos, all these different things, nightclubs. But then I was living a life that I just wasn't that happy with. I felt I was going down a road that was getting into trouble and I just, I needed a change. So I sold everything. Me and my roommate at the time, we sold everything and we packed up and went to Australia. People thought I was nuts. I was 29 years old. People are like, I can't believe you're doing that. (laughs) 
I had pre- previously traveled to Europe when I was early 22, when I was 22. So I had that kind of spark inside of me that made me want to travel. So that was cool. But I went to Australia on a new beginning, a new purpose. I wanted to look for what, what it was I was looking for. So I went there and I thought I was going to get out of the industry. I thought I was going to get out of pouring drinks, but I was gravitated towards it because it's pretty much all I knew. Other than playing hockey, I got into the bars and I was good at it. I was fast. I was good with people. And I started to take a real interest in cocktails. In Australia, the cocktail scene is phenomenal. And I started to really learn it as a craft. I treated it like I was a chef. So I got into bartending there and eventually got sponsored and working in um, as a management role. So I had a lot of fun, built built so many good relationships. But that road for me was toxic. It took me down a path of partying, drinking just abusing my body. And I got to the point where I was in my early 30s and I was like, what am I doing? Is this going to be what I'm doing the rest of my life? Because I don't, and I was working 55, 60 hours a week. I was like, I don't want to work for somebody else, you know, bust my ass for somebody else and make this kind of money. I mean, at what cost is this? I had pains. I had, you know, anxiety attacks. I would lie in bed from, you know, partying too much. My chest would be burning. I would sit there and I'd have heartburn and I have an anxiety. And I thought to myself, like, this has got to change. And at that point, something really tragic happened. I lost my little brother out of nowhere. I hadn't been connected with him for a while. Our family had gone through some troubles and he decided to take his own life. Now, this was really hard for me because I've never had anybody in my immediate family die. And this hit me really hard. And I just felt so much regret and so much loss because I didn't spend the time I should have with him. So that took me down another really dark road for a while. And it really affected my, my dad as well. He, he felt it a lot. Um, there's, you know, there's a big story behind that, which we can talk about on another day. But with that, it really affected him. And the crazy thing is, within the next year and a half, two years, my dad came, he, he, um, he got pancreatic cancer out of nowhere. So I found out, and he was having some pains, didn't think it was he, – he was, he was pretty healthy. Like, he had all these tests done. Nobody found it. And then I had 48 hours to get back to Canada from Australia to see him. I got there. He was pretty much – I saw him for about five hours, and then he passed away was very, very tough. I cannot even ima- I can't even explain it to you. But the one thing that helped me get through it was that in the beginning of 2017, after I was going through the, the time with my brother, I decided to give drinking up for a whole year. It was making me depressed. It was doing all these things to my body. And I decided to give it up. My dad was so happy. And then I decided to really dig in and start something for myself. I wanted to create something that I was proud of. I wanted to create something that I could share with the world. So I did that. I started working towards it. And then of July of that year is when I lost my dad. So I was faced with some serious adversity and some challenge. And I kind of had, had to step up. Me and my older brother had to step up and had to really take care of business. And if I would have been drinking or hungover like I was for the last, you know, 20 years, I would have, it wouldn't have, things wouldn't have gotten done the way they were. So I'm so grateful that I quit when I did. So that was a lot. I went through a lot of adversity, losing my brother, dad, and quitting drinking and running a bar while doing the same, while I was assisting at running a bar. 
um, while I was sober. So that was very challenging in itself. So during that time, I just had an awakening. You know, um, there's so many things that I, I mapped out. I, I really wanted to create something that could help people, you know, help people get out of that, that, that box that they're in inspire them to make new decisions, inspire them to do things that they want to do because that's what I wanted and craved so badly. I would watch podcasts, uh, Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, Dave Asprey. There's so many out there that I, w- I was just craving for that knowledge. And if I can help one person, I've done my job and I want to help millions. I literally want to help millions of people. And it's not just to start business, but just to make new decisions in a new direction that that makes you happy so that you can give off the energy that you have. And one of the biggest things I wanted to do was create a podcast. I, I, I really wanted to get my message out there. There's so many things I wrote down of goals that I wanted to have. And building a podcast was one of them. I didn't know if it was ever going to happen, but I really wanted to do it. And I wanted it to be around adversity. Adverse, university of adversity is so important because we're going to have guests who have been through this shit. We're going to have guests who have been through things that seem like it's impossible, it couldn't happen, yet they beat the odds and they're successful. I want to have people who are going to inspire you to get up off your ass and go do what it is you want to do because at the end of the day, we have one life to live and as I've seen it, you can lose two family members within two years and then you're left with what, what just happened. So I urge you to listen to this and listen to the guests and take something out of this that can really help you do whatever it is you want to do. And I, my goal is to help people create something. And, what I'm, and with the business that I'm creating, we are giving people the tips, tools, and resources to be able to go from employee to entrepreneur, to be able to do that as, as simple, as fast as possible by applying what we have. And 80% of it is mindset. So if you don't believe, if you don't believe in yourself, if you're not putting out good energy, people won't join your team. So this is all a big package on how to inspire you to do whatever you want to do. Now, adversity to some people seems like a bad thing, but it is actually a gift. Every bit of adversity that you go through makes you that much stronger. It's like going to the gym. You know, you're putting your body through hell but then it repairs and it gets stronger. That's what you have to use adversity. It's not about why me, why is this happening? Use it as, wow, I can use this now. I can use this as fuel and I can fuel my passions to live the life that I want. And in turn, I can help use my struggles to help share the stories with people so that they could do the same and just help people, inspire people to do what it is they want to do. So I'm so excited to have University of Adversity and to share that with you and for us to grow together on this journey so that we could change as many lives as possible and take adversity, use it as fuel, and just create the life that you want to and live those desires that you've always wanted to. Have an amazing day, my friends. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.